0: Hello, Louisiana, I'm Kerry Martin, and this is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Wednesday, September 25th of 2019.
1: Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast,
0: Carrie Martin. Harvest is everywhere here in Louisiana at this time of year. Just about every crop is either finished harvesting, in the middle of harvesting, or just getting started harvesting. We'll check in with Northeast Louisiana Crop Consultant Hank Jones to get his update on how harvest is going in his area of the state. That's coming up later in the podcast. But first, here's a look at news headlines. The U.S. and Japan have a new trade deal, and agriculture is a big winner. Gary Crawford has more from Washington. President
1: Trump and Japanese Prime Minister Abe have signed a trade agreement.
0: It's a great agreement and it's a big win for U.S. agriculture.
1: Deputy Agriculture Secretary Steve Sedsky was in New York at the signing of the deal. And on a large scale, here's what it does. Right now, the U.S. sells Japan about $14 billion worth of ag products.
2: And we have about $6 billion of that that's already duty free. And under this
0: agreement, another $7 billion will be, tariffs will be either eliminated or reduced and will be competitive to match any of our competitors in that market. And so that's going to cover around 90% of the dutiful trade that we have going into Japan.
1: Senski says the next step for the agreement?
0: Dotting the I's and crossing the T's here in the next couple of weeks.
1: With the hope to have it kick into operation January 1st. It does not need congressional approval. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington.
0: Trade was just one of the topics in President Trump's wide-ranging speech to the U.N. yesterday. The president reiterated calls for balanced trade.
2: We have worked closely with our partners in Mexico and Canada to replace NAFTA with the brand new and hopefully bipartisan U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Tomorrow I will join Prime Minister Abe of Japan to continue our progress in finalizing a terrific new trade deal.
0: He also offered trade support to Britain as it prepares to leave the European Union.
2: I have made clear that we stand ready to complete an exceptional new trade agreement with the UK
0: that will bring tremendous benefits to both of our countries. And Trump also touched on China.
2: Hopefully we can reach an agreement that would be beneficial for both countries. But as I have made very clear, I will not accept a bad deal for the American people.
0: Senior U.S. and Chinese officials are set to resume trade talks next month. The nation's first freeze is expected this week. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the freeze is coming slightly early, but not by much.
1: We're also running up against our normal first freeze dates which in a lot of the Dakotas is really the last few days of September or the first couple of days of October. So by the time we get a week from now, we're looking at what would be a normal first freeze. So it's not that unusual to see these cold air masses start to build their way down from western Canada and Alaska this time of year. In the northwest, it'll be cold enough that we may see some impacts on winter wheat emergence and establishment. It's certainly going to be cold enough to slow down the early growth of winter grains that have already been planted. And as you move across the northern tier, again, it doesn't look like we'll see any frost yet in the upper Mississippi Valley or the Great Lakes region. But something we'll watch carefully as we head into October.
0: Meteorologist Brad Rippey. Many sugarcane farmers saw a reminder of Hurricane Barry while getting their planting done this year. The storm blew the cane over, then it righted itself, causing a crook in the stalk. Iberia Parish cane grower Ricky Gosselin says that crook caused him to have to make an extra pass over the field to get it covered.
2: The little storm Barry had did put a little crook, making it a little difficult uh, in our covering operations. we have having to pass two two passes to try to get an a, the average amount of dirt on top of it.
0: Iberville Parish sugarcane farmer Cecil Ramagos had to deal with the Barry crook as well.
1: And I think everybody experienced the Barry crook. Uh,
2: We've got a little small crook in the cane at the very bottom because the crop was so short when it uh, when the storm came through. And uh, it presented a little problem with planting and all, you know, to get a, a good job, a really clean job of planting. But uh, it's a whole lot better than what it could have been.
0: That is a look at some of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always check our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com. We update it every weekday with all the latest news and happenings right here in Louisiana agriculture. While you're there, click the button in the middle of the homepage, and subscribe to our daily e-newsletter. It's called The Daily Voice. Fill out your name and email address. We'll send The Daily Voice right to your inbox every weekday morning
1: at 5 a.m. Now let's look at the markets on The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. The
0: U.S. and Japan finally came to an agreement on a trade deal today, but it didn't have much of an effect on the grain markets. Chris Robinson is with TJM on the trading floor in Chicago.
1: It wasn't as big a reaction as you thought. We'd already had a pretty good recovery in the meats. Honestly, it looks like uh, the soybean market and coin market, you know, we're still lower on the day or, or, or lower to unchanged on the day. So, I think that the the market has discounted exactly how much Japan might buy from us. Actually, uh, when it comes right down to it, we really need a deal with China, and we really need the U.S. Uh, MCA deal to get done. Those are our two biggest partners. So it's good news, but it wasn't uh, earth shattering. And the market certainly—I uh, wouldn't say that it yawned, but it didn't really, um, you know, have a really bullish move.
0: Soybeans closed lower today. November beans down five cents, eight eighty-nine and a quarter. January beans down four and a half, 9.03 and a quarter. Corn was steady to lower. December corn down a half, 3.74 and a quarter. March corn unchanged at 3.85 and a half. July wheat down five and a quarter, 4.93 a bushel. The rough rice market has been under a lot of pressure over the last few trading sessions. Mark Tall is a rice marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association.
2: Well, the futures market has shown us weakness here from September 20th through today. Politically speaking, things have been sort of really rocky since Friday, but rest assured, it will all be settled in time. If this market is truly strong enough, we could see more buying interest develop. More sales would help support as well as increase these levels. The long grain cash market is hanging around the 1173 area picked up based on a 62-over-70 number two, while medium grain trades at 12.04 per 100, same base milling as long grain. Harvesting is winding down, and field work is being done while weather conditions are favorable.
0: Rough rice moved lower again. November rice down 10.5, half. January rice down 9.5 at 12.10, 100 weight. The cotton market was narrowly mixed. December cotton up 5 points, 60.45. March cotton down two at 6117. November sugar unchanged 2560. At the Kinder Livestock auction, Kinder, Louisiana this week, two to three hundred pound steers brought a dollar fifteen to a dollar eighty a pound. Three to four weight steers a dollar ten to a dollar seventy. Four to five weight steers, 95 cents to a dollar fifty five. Five to six weight steers 80 to a dollar thirty five. With six to seven hundred pounders bringing seventy-five cents to a a pound, bred cows range from a low of three hundred fifty dollars to a high of a thousand dollars a head. Cow-calf pairs brought four hundred to eleven $1, fifty a pair. Cattle futures closed higher. October live cattle up eighty-seven cents at one o three even. October feeder cattle up eighty cents, closing at one forty-two forty-five corn harvest is done in northeast louisiana we're right in the middle of soybean harvest and cotton is getting underway we'll talk about all of those crops with northeast louisiana crop consultant hank jones coming up next on the voice of louisiana agriculture podcast
1: it's a well-known fact that here in louisiana sugarcane is more than just a crop it's a way of life. It creates more than 16,000 jobs across the state and an additional $3 billion boost to our state's economy. And Louisiana's cane families always give back to the communities where we live, work, and play. Louisiana sugarcane, making life sweeter naturally. Sugar game. the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast.
0: Our guest today is crop consultant Hank Jones. Hank works out of the Winsboro area. Hank, how is it going today for you up there?
2: Everything's going good. We've enjoyed a really good stretch of good harvest weather over the last month. And so uh, we're in the thick of that. So hopefully we can kind of keep up this good weather to get these crops out, get a little field work done and uh, hopefully get ready for next year.
0: Hank, how big of an area do you work there in northeast Louisiana? How many parishes do you work out of?
2: I work in East Carroll, West Carroll, Richland, Franklin, and Tinsall. And so I get a lot of miles on my truck during the summertime visiting farmers in uh, various locations north and south of I-20.
0: You know, we had that big tropical storm come up and dump a lot of rain on western Louisiana last week. What has the weather been looking like for you guys over in the eastern half of the state?
2: Well, we couldn't have scripted it better for harvest. And uh, we have not really had any measurable or certainly any substantial rainfall in at least a month. In some places, we're bumping six weeks without a rain. And so that has been heaven sent uh, for these guys getting the corn and beans out. Uh, We're starting to tiptoe into cotton harvest. So that's great for those guys. And uh, about the only people that it's really going to interrupt right now is the sweet potato harvest. uh, Because they don't like that hard dirt out there when they're digging potatoes. But uh, they may have to water a little bit to soften the dirt. But as it goes right now, we are really uh, in, in really good shape as far as harvest weather goes.
0: Well, Hank, let's break it down by crop. Let's go back and start with corn. I know we're all wrapped up on corn, but what kind of corn harvest did you have in your area? I know statewide things were all over the board, but curious to see what some of your customers had come out of the field with corn harvest this year.
2: It it was highly variable, but one thing that we noticed that it was basically soil type dependent because we, uh, on the Macon Ridge, you know, we maintain, you know, some very, uh, Very good yields. Uh, We were probably off five to ten percent of our normal averages, but it was still a very good corn crop. Had a lot of fields that cut, you know, from one ninety on up to two ten. And but once you get into uh, the river parishes where there may be some sharky clay or some uh, fields with big bottoms in them, you know, those fields seem to to suffer the greatest. And uh, you know, a lot of those fields, it wasn't uncommon to hear from you know, a hundred up to 130 bushels to the acre on some of those fields. But, uh, the closer you got over there to the river, you know, where the soil really picks up in quality, you know, you were getting back over 200 bushels again. So, uh, you know, it was highly variable, but it was good in spots, but it was still, everybody was off, you know, from 10 to 20%, I would say.
0: Hank, do any of your customers plant Milo?
2: Not a single kernel. Uh, that that was something i'd love to see come back uh, for the rotational aspects of it but just don't have any grain sorghum anymore
0: well let's move on to soybeans then i know we're hot and heavy into the soybean harvest right now uh, how has the bean harvest shaped up so far with what i know has been a crazy growing season
2: uh <clears throat> highly variable uh, and really what we've noticed is the trend that we really like to see is these guys plant soybeans early in April, because typically there are best beans. And that really held true this year, the April planted beans. Uh, whenever you hear about 70 and 80 bushels to the acre average yields, those are from April planted beans. And, uh, we really, uh, didn't have enough of them planted in April. I know that most of the beans in my area were planted in, 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 in May. And, um, uh, The yields are kind of trending downward by the day. Uh, And I know that sounds crazy, but uh, it's not uncommon by the day to hear about the bean yields being a little bit lower and a little bit lower and a little bit lower. But uh, uh, what we're battling right now is on these May beans. We, um, Whenever we entered into the hot weather, you know, three or four weeks ago, whenever we were seeing highs in the hundreds, For many, many days, that northeast wind, it was like we were in a convection of it for these beans. And beans just are not a desert type plant. And so we had a very hard time keeping these beans alive and functioning uh, at a level where they would produce maximum yields. And so a lot of these beans really cut out too soon, even if we were irrigating them. And so, uh, you know, it's right now, bean yields are probably falling out about 50 to 55 bushels to the acre on a lot of these May planted things which is nice but it's not very good when you're trying to pay bills so uh but we were very fortunate in that we have not had any quality issues this year which is the blessing that we see right now is that you know we have very low red benisting low pressure we haven't had any rains at harvest and so we're delivering some very quality soybeans and uh kind of not have to deal with all the damage related issues that we've seen the last few years
0: well Hank, you already answered my next question i was going to ask about the red banded stink bugs there was a lot of talk earlier in the year that this may be a comeback year for them uh, but i guess from what you said that just did not happen
2: they were present and that was about it uh, In fact, it really didn't play out scenario wise how any of us envisioned it with us seeing the red bandits, you know, picking them up in clover and other hosts earlier in the year and knowing that they were really uh, in high numbers in central Louisiana. We really thought that we'd see them a lot in uh, northeast Louisiana. But uh, that's not saying that they were not present, that we didn't spray for them, but it was not the repeated onslaught. And uh just it was not a nightmare for us like it has been in, in some years. So uh, you know, we we seem to have the upper hand if that makes sense.
0: Well, let's talk about cotton. What kind of growing season have we had for cotton so far this year?
2: Well, it was we started late. Uh most of the cotton in my area uh was planted starting the first week of may and really wrapped up i had some cotton planted the 22nd day of june this year latest i've ever had any customers of my plant cotton but um, we we had a little rocky start in may and but it really seemed that we kind of made it past the curve and started getting on the good foot probably around first week of august and uh started shaping up and in this hot weather that we've had over the course of the last four to six weeks has really played well into the hands of us trying to finish out and mature out a cotton crop that got planted a little bit late this year um we i'm not gonna say we had anything abnormal happen during the year we were blessed with some very good early season rains and in many areas we've probably watered less than we have ever watered uh, because of the early season rains and uh, we just were able to really take advantage of that uh, early yield reports are very good uh, maybe better than we were thinking uh, it's not uncommon to hear about some of the fields cotton right now picking well over three bales a lot of two and a half bales of the acre cotton and so uh, but again we're just now tiptoeing into it uh, the gins are just now starting to run pretty well so we're just now hearing about some um, gin turnouts and things like that, but the cotton appears to be heavy. The turnout appears to be pretty good. And, uh, and I would imagine the grades will be spectacular so far with, uh, the lack of rainfall and, uh, just the amount of sunshine that we've had. has just been, some of these fields look just absolutely spectacular.
0: Do you feel like the late planting kind of dinged us on yield any this year?
2: I would say not yet. Um, I would probably be willing to say that uh, the trend probably will continue, too, that maybe that April planted cotton may still make better than the May planted cotton because uh, the May planted cotton, as we were trying to fill out a top crop, it got super hot, uh, several hundred-degree days, and it is hard to um, get cotton to behave itself and throw on a big top crop whenever you're getting – uh, daytime and nighttime temperatures that would support um, that fruit abortion. You know, uh, whenever you have a bloom that makes <laughs> that weather, a lot of times it doesn't pollinate and it will just abort. And so uh, we had a little bit tougher time getting some of that top crop to stick in this later planted crop. But um, but I think overall we're going to have a very good uh, bill, bill paying crop, is how I would put it. <laughs> so
0: He's Hank Jones, crop consultant in Northeast Louisiana. Thanks so much for the time, Hank.
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate you calling. I enjoyed my time, and uh, give me a holler anytime you need an update.
0: That wraps up our Wednesday edition of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.